Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How is everybody doing today? Happy Thursday, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. So excited to be back on the mic with you guys. I can't believe it's already almost mid-December and we are officially in the holiday season. I am really looking forward to the end of the year and, you know, I'm really looking forward to 2023. We talked about that in last week's intro, but, you know, this end of the year, it's the first year I get to go to holiday parties, um, which is fun and exciting. And I went to Art Basel, my first Art Basel ever, because it's normally during finals week, so I never get to be at home for it. And it was just really cool to experience a whole new side of Miami and I never really hang out at the beach, so spend time in Miami Beach and meet a lot of new people, and it was just a really good time. Definitely exhausted. It was quite a whirlwind. Definitely need to be a better planner for it next year, now I know, Um, but it was a lot of fun, and I had a great time with some of my closest girls, met some new people, and it's exciting to be getting more acquainted with the city and being more well-connected with... um, PR companies and hospitality companies and media agencies and just getting my name out there and building my brand here in Miami for real now and just establishing myself here in Miami and I'm just really 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 looking forward to seeing where 2023 takes me and I can't wait to bring you guys all along for the ride and I want to keep this intro short and sweet because I want to go help my parents put up our Christmas tree but honestly I I just feel like slightly overwhelmed again. You know, October was a rough month for me. You guys know that. And I want to do a whole episode dedicated to what it's like having been a lawyer for the last about three months and really, you know, establishing my career and what that transition has been like. Um, and then have my friends on who are also in this phase of life with me going through it as well and because just in our group chat every day we're just talking about how how hard it's been and no one really talks about that so I mentioned last week that I do want to do that episode but I also want to do a solo one maybe short and sweet a bonus episode sometime in the next couple of weeks and just Manana, what's something that people wouldn't know about you just from following you I think a lot of people don't know that I'm like really sensitive with my immediate like my close people like Like I um, emotional you mean yeah I'm like really emotional and on like the internet and on Instagram and stuff like I really do not care about like people's opinions and all that stuff but when it comes to like people in my life like I'm really sensitive and like I'm like I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and I'm very like aware of like my actions to them I try to help everyone that I can um and online like it's not even a persona it's like really how I am like I really don't care like you know people will dm me and like be like uh you're such a dumb I don't want to can I cuss on here yeah go ahead (laughs) yeah they'll be like you're such a dumb bitch like you don't even know what you're doing and things like that and I'm like okay like I either post on my story or I send it to my friends or I don't reply like I don't care you know because those people are nothing to me but I think a lot of people don't know that I'm really sensitive in their life yeah I think that's a good one. Um, I love starting off with the hard hitting questions because <laughs> I'm like, uh, I was not expecting that. Yeah, I love I I, I don't tell you that I'm going to ask that because I really want to get your like real reaction. But I think that's such a good one. And it's it's true. I think people forget that we are choosing to share our life online. And even if we share a lot, like you and I both share a lot of our lives online, but there is stuff that we won't share and don't share that we keep private for ourselves. And what you see online is 100% who I am. 
in real life, but then there's an extra 50% that I don't share online that is reserved for the people around me. So, and it's similar to you, I am very blunt. I'm open and vulnerable and blunt and honest online. And I am those things in person too, but yeah, I am very sensitive as well. And I'm a crybaby for sure. Um, so I love that. So when did you start sharing your life online? Cause you started a blog, Truly Manana, and you are now blowing up on social media and you were actually providing services for people to help them get started. And you built a course on this, which we'll talk about later, but when did it all start for you? Oh my God, blowing up. I definitely would not consider myself blowing up, but thank you. That's sweet of you. Okay. So I'll give like a timeline of how it started. I wanted to start a blog in 2016 and I wish I stuck with it because, um, influencing like was not a really a huge thing back then. Like it really was just like Instagram, you know, like everyone was just posting their life, not like their day. And I didn't follow through with it because someone close to me, like I found out they still to this day don't know that I know this, but that I couldn't like do it. And I'm like, hmm, okay, like maybe like, let me focus on school, you know? And at the time, like I was so young, I didn't even have an opinion for myself. Like I was just like, okay, maybe they're right. So years go by, I live in LA for like three months for a summer internship. And I started like following these bloggers and it was only like a few of them. And I really like loved it. Like I was so invested in their life. And I'm like, oh my God, like I post all the time, like every day, but like, I don't do it intentionally to like, be like, you know, an influencer or like a blogger or whatever. And I reached out to my friend who is now my boyfriend's sister, uh, backstory, me and my boyfriend dated in high school. And I met her through him like years ago. And she was like, she had her own blog too at the time. So I just knew she was someone I can count on for like helping me create a blog, which is Maria, which, um, anyone listening, I think they, maybe they know her. Uh, so she helped me make my blog and I didn't really take it seriously until like I would post here and there and I would really like focus on my Instagram and like posting stories every day that was like my that was definitely like my main thing that I would make sure I get done and like posts and feed and all that you know and figuring out like my aesthetic because then it's crazy because now no one really cares about a feed and I still do it's like, I still do a little bit too. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I really try to like focus on like, okay, just focus more on the content back then. It was like, you know, the aesthetic and stuff. So if you like go back on my feed, it was like just pure orange. It was pink. It was so ugly. So it's really funny. Like to like see your transitions throughout the years, you know, but I um, started taking it seriously when COVID hit like quarantine and I would post a blog every week. Like I had a advice column called his and hers and it was anonymous. Like anyone could submit anything. And every week we would answer them. And it was like crazy questions, which I'm actually going to be bringing back. I'm working on it. It's like WordPress is so complicated. I have to like figure out plugins and stuff. But once I figure that out, like it's once, once I figure it out, it's coming back and it's going to be more of like ask Manana, not it's going to, it's not going to be his and hers. Like they won't be like a guy being included, but I'll have like guests in there. Like Juan can join or Kyle or Maria Beth, you know, like people in my life, which I think will be a cool kick, but I kind of started it that way. And I don't know, it just naturally happened and um, it's been fun. And sometimes you get, uh, what's the word? Clowns, what is it called? Clown syndrome? Imposter Imposter syndrome. syndrome. Clown syndrome. Yeah, like. (laughs) That too. (laughs) That too, like I feel that way. But, you know, you get like imposter syndrome. Like, am I doing something? Am I, do I even like belong here? Like all these girls are going, blowing up so fast. And, you know, you get like the world of comparing, but everyone and their mom compares. But, you know, you just try to stay in your own lane as much as you can. 
Yeah, absolutely. I like to call it imposter moments. It's like a shift that I've been recently doing because it's not a syndrome. It's like a, it comes and goes. So I've been saying imposter moments now, but yeah, it definitely, it still happens even today. Like Instagram is shadow banning me right now. And so I'm really struggling with just growing on Instagram and figuring out, like I struggled the other day. I was like, I, maybe I should stop doing this. Like, do people even listen to this podcast? Do people even like following me? I had that whole like spiral and I was like, and then someone else sent me a DM and we're like, thank you so much for sharing this. I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm good. Like some, it it is helping someone. So it, it like, you know, it's really, but it's important to talk that about that, that we still have those moments, even when you think that you are super successful. And like, like I said, I mean, like, you've blown up in comparison to me. We started around the same time. I started my blog in 2018, but I really didn't pick up like truly like quarantine when everyone else did. Like really, like that was when it took off and influencing now became a thing. You've been able to blow up a lot faster than I have. And we'll talk about strategies and all that in a little bit, but it's just, you know, even you like have those moments, you have your bad days, but the people in your life, you know, your support system, and your community ground you. And I'm very grateful that I'm starting to be able to build that community. And I'm starting to create relationships with people who either are supportive, but if even if they're not doing it or who do it and are supportive of me because comparison, like everyone does it, but it really does rob you of happiness. And it's really nice to be able to have that support system and have friends that, For sure. like you that get it and are doing it too and like are willing to be like oh you should try this trend or you should do this thing or like whatever like you're willing to help out so I love that and yeah so you mentioned aesthetic and looking back at the feed and I love looking back scrolling back to other people's feeds or even my own every once in a while just to be like damn like I've come so far so how have you kind of discovered your aesthetic where did where does it come from and how did you kind of discover it um my aesthetic I think I've always, you know, I'm going to kind of like talk shit. I think everyone's Instagram (laughs) looks fucking same now. And it really bothers me because like the originality is so gone. And I was like, the reason why I'm going on this rant is because I was just about to say, I've always loved neutrals. And like, everyone says I'm wearing neutrals, of course. Like what else would I be wearing? Like, it's like, okay, but (laughs) did you always... You know, I don't know. I maybe agree, I'm like, being, like everyone is like neutrals and maybe they'll throw like in a pop of color and like make it a big deal. And it's like, okay, like everyone's doing that. So <laughs> I sound crazy, but I have always like sticked with them. Like I've never really been, been a fan of color. I have like minor colors that I like and I wear them and that's like it. And like, I've always transitioned that into my feed but I've like, a lot of people will not care about a feed, but I've always, like, I've struggled a lot with it. Like I don't, I change it a lot or I change like the filters of it, but I've like stuck with one for like two years now. And it's, you know, done. It's made me happy. Um, I don't want to say it's done great. Cause I don't, I'm not like really worried about if it's executing, you know, on the other end, I'm just like more focused on like, okay, do I like it? And I think that's like a huge issue now is like, people are more focused on like, am I, am I meshing in with everyone else? You know? No, I, I'm so glad you brought that up and actually was going to talk about this with you. So I love when the segue is just natural. Um, (laughs) I agree. Like I, I mean, I'm wearing green right now because it's St. Patrick's Day and like, I love green and it's a moment, but 
I'm, I've always been a very neutral person. So to me, it was natural. And if you scroll back for the last two years since COVID really happened, like you can tell that the aesthetic was there. Like it shifted, you know, little by little here and there. I posted, I was really heavy into the quote thing for a while. And now I like do it a little bit more minimally, but you can tell the vision was there similar to you. And I agree. I, I don't like the formula like that people think, well, the fact that even people think it's a formula to begin with, like, it's like, exactly. no, like, yourself, like do what's good meant for you. Like my captions are, I've never been like the witty one sentence caption kind of girl. I'm like, I'm going to give you a whole essay because that's literally, if you called me in right now, like we would, or texted me, like it would, that's what I would say. So I, I tried so hard, like, yeah, of course you want it to be of the moment and go with the trends, like, sure. But you know, you have to make sure it's true to you as well, because if it's not, it's your audience is gonna know. So I'm glad you, you brought that up. And I was going to ask you about that. Um, and yeah, like you, you are a very neutral person, but you have your pops of color here and there and whatever colors trendy at the moment, if it fits your vibe, like if it works yeah. for you, I'm not gonna like orange is having a moment. I'm not a bright orange kind of girl, even though I go to Tennessee, trust me, I don't wear <laughs> orange because that color is not flattering on me, but I'll wear burnt orange, which is the color this year. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. Green, love green has always been one of my favorite colors. Blue, always been one of my favorite colors. But like, you won't catch me wearing pink, even though that had a moment for a while. because It's not my color. It's just not my vibe. Um, I, I stick to what I know and what feels good to me. So I'm glad that you, that's your approach to it because I think it does execute very well because your audience knows it's you. It's mm -hmm. just, it's who you are as a person and it, it works because of that. So I'm glad we got to touch on that a little bit. And how has your style evolved? You know, you said you started off like bright colors and orange and pink and you're like, but I've always been a neutral, although I love those colors. So how has your style evolved from when you started sharing your life online to now? Wait, I think, wait, did I say I've always, I was in color before? I don't know. I think I blacked out, but <laughs> I don't, I think I've always been in neutrals. Um, I, I like, like pops of color, but like regardless of the color, like, or the, you know, the whole neutral thing, my whole point of this like spiel was like, yeah, stick within the trends. But like, if I'm gonna, I have, and like going off topic, the amount of people I've muted these past few weeks is insane. And I can't tell you how amazing it's been because um, I'm not seeing these people. That's social media bothers me. And to be honest with you, some of them are my friends that I've met through social media, but it's like, I love them so much off social media that I can't have that social media presence of them like ruin it for me because I don't want, like, I can't see them so much. And like, no, that's totally fair. I do the same thing. Cause it's like, I, I can sense like the fakeness or I can sense like they're trying too hard and it bothers me. And I don't want to like come off in real life like that they're bothering me because they're not like it's different on social media you know what I mean so I have muted a lot of people and it's been really nice and I just strictly like see content that I want to see and I really honestly I'm so happy that Instagram did that and it was just recently and I think they should have done it a while ago because it like helps kids like younger kids and you know and the whole likes thing and I'm, I really do think it's important if they <laughs> take all the likes away I think that's such a genius idea because oh, everyone's just everyone's focused on the content so the people that are that's off topic but yeah I don't I don't know I I think my my aesthetic has shifted in the sense of like appearance but I think I've like always been the same I don't know maybe 
No, like, I we meant, all matured. Yeah, we all, like, no, matured. I meant like, cause you, you said it the, a little while ago, you were like, when I first started, I was sharing like these brightly oh, colored oh, filters oh. and that kind of thing. And like how it's evolved over time and how your personal style has evolved over time is what I was, oh. question. but I'm glad you brought that up as well. Like the hiding likes and muting people. And also when Instagram comes out now with the, like, you can pick chronological feed following or home. I'm so ready to have that update as well. Wait, when is that going to happen? Do you know? Uh, some It's like being rolled out little by little. You know how my oh. program is, but it's coming yeah. soon. So I'm very excited for that. Definitely. That's going to be chronological order. <laughs> yeah, I'll flip between chronological and like um, my following and like have only the people that like I want to see that are not muted <laughs> and like, and then chronological just to be able to get like everyone's that I am following posts like to make sure I'm mm-hmm. engaging with them. I'll flip between the two, but I'm really excited for that feature. Yeah. So how did you start working with brands? When did you realize like this can become a business and start making business off, um, start making money off of it and working with people? Um, So a few brands would like reach out and I would do it for free because I really didn't know that I could charge, you know, because again, at the time it was 2018. uh, No, I don't think people were really getting paid for this stuff. Like they were, but like maybe bigger ones, you know, at the time I had like 2000 followers or 3000 and, um, I didn't know I could do it. So a brand reached out and I was like, whatever, like, let me charge them. And I was like, hmm. I was going back and forth with my friends and I was like, guys, what should I charge them? Like $25, like 15. <laughs> so I ended up like, we like ended up like agreeing on 50 and I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. Like I'm charging them $50 just to literally take a photo and post, you know? And that's how it's, I, that's literally how it started. And then after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to start charging brands. And if they pay, they pay. And if they don't, then I don't work with them. Unless it's like a brand that I really want to work with. Because in the beginning, like you kind of uh, have to like do your part and like do it for free in a sense, because you need to like build that credential and to show in your feed that you do sponsored posts, you know? So when brands re- like, look, they're like, okay, like this is the type of content that she posts when she does it. But I think it's, I answered your question, right? Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> I can sometimes I can like spiel on and like talk. No, I all good by all means, spiel away. But no, you did. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no, absolutely. I think it is really important what you said. Like you have to take some gifted, especially at the beginning. And it's okay to still, even when you are working with brands and making money off of this and making an income, to still work with brands on a gifted basis. If it's a brand you truly love, because not everything needs to be sponsored content, we want it to still be as an audience, organic and authentic. And we want to know that you genuinely love the products. And if you're working with them on a gifted basis, then we know, or we would hope you genuinely love the product. So I'm glad you, you mentioned that. And yeah, so you started making money off of this in 2018. You've been able to build a substantial side income because you do other things as well, which we'll talk about, but you recently started with Lisa Gilmore, um, host of Unwinding and founder of M Club Weekending, which is a course for influencers and creatives and content creators on how to monetize this. So when did Weekending come about and what was the process like of launching, building and launching a course to help people do what you guys are doing? Because you guys are incredible at it. Oh, thank you so much. Um, so actually Lisa brought up the idea to me. She was like, Hey, can I, can we talk tonight? Um, I have like an idea that I want to pitch. I was like, Oh yeah. So she calls me and she gave the idea of, I think we should like do something. Like we should like collaborate together on like helping and teaching people like how to do, like make this like a monetize, like monetize their social media and like give trick, like tips about, you know, our stuff. 
And I was like, yeah, I'm totally down. And she was like, but I think we should like, oh my God, Lisa's going to kill me. She's like, but I think we should totally like do it for free. And I'm like, oh, I'm down for that. Um, and then we like every, every other day or whatever day, like we would meet and we would talk and we would FaceTime about what we're going to include in this. And I'm like, like, we both like mutually agree, like, okay, this is a lot of information. And as unselfish as we want to be, like, it would be like a disservice to us. No, absolutely. You guys already provide some of this valuable information in stories, in your DMs. Do people ask you questions for free? So if you're going to put all this time and energy and effort into building something and, you know, have your name attached to it, why not make it a part of your business? We're in the creator economy. It's time to start monetizing and people like, you know, there's times where you can get the information for free, but there's times you're going to have to pay for it. And podcasts are a great source of free information. So why not oh, yeah. have people monetize while they can? For sure. Definitely. So after that, I was like, because we were giving such amazing information and we're like, yeah, okay, we can like, you know, put a, put a price on it. So we did. And uh, the process was pretty difficult, I'd say, but not really. Like you just had to like figure out how to create, like, you know, your website for it, how to charge. And uh, the diff- the most difficult part was seeing how much we were worth. That was the hardest part because we're like, I don't, we don't know how much to charge. But, um, you know, you start with a number and then you go from there and you see how it does. And then your next course, you include more or you charge more because it's credibility. credibility. It's like, you know, when you first start a business, like, photography you're not going to charge a thousand dollars or 500 for your first photo shoot you're going to charge like 50 or 100 or whatever you know it's worth and so that's how we did it and it's been amazing like we it's only the beginning for Lisa and I with this course because we have so many other things like I'm going to come out with like a graphic designing course which I think will be really helpful for all people not even just like creatives like business people who don't want to like hire like outsource and they can just like do it on their own I can teach them but yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been amazing. And I can't wait for more. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I've been in school. So I, I wasn't able to join the last two times you did it just because I literally didn't have the time. But even as someone who's already established, not that I would say I'm established, but like kind of, um, I, I know I would benefit from it. And I, I'm glad you guys realize like you should charge for this because yeah. <laughs> um, but you mentioned starting something about graphic design and creating a course and helping people with that. Where did you get those skills? Because I know you did go to college. So what did you go to college for? Did you get it in college or did you discover this on your own? Because you do a lot of great graphic design work for your own content, also for labels. But where did those skills come from for you? Oh, thanks. I actually did not learn this anywhere. I I went to school for hospitality, which is hospitality is like you work in the service industry. So like hotels and things like that, which is perfect for Vegas. But I did. I don't know. I, I one day I just downloaded PicMonkey. I didn't really, I didn't like Canva at all. Uh, PicMonkey is like really similar to Canva, but more, I'd say easier to navigate. And I just started playing around with it. And I would, I didn't even YouTube anything. I literally don't know. I don't know. I think I just started doing it every day and um, I would do it for my blog. And then someone hired me for doing newsletters for them. So I really like got to like get to know PicMonkey that way. Cause I was like, okay, she's, and she was in makeup. So I like how to figure out how to like put like lipstick, like flat lay, like shades on in there and things like that. So I don't know. I think throughout the years, I just learned it that way, but I have to, I, I know everyone doesn't have the time to just sit there and do it because this was during quarantine mainly that I think I uh, really figured out how to do like graphic designing, but 
uh, I'm not like a Photoshop God. I don't even know how to use Photoshop. If you do, like you have so much like more power to you because that is a crazy app. But if you don't know how to use it, I say you just play around with it and then you YouTube it because it is so simple. Like PicMonkey, they make it so easy for you. You can like take out the background by one click. Before, when I didn't even know that was a thing, like I would get another app and I would take out every, I would do makeup, you know, or like skincare block templates. And I would transfer to like one app and then download it from that app. So there's a clear back, like there's transparent background. And then I would put it back to my app. So I just made it 10 times longer for myself. So if you're interested in that, just know PicMonkey, I think, and Canva has an option for immediately just taking out the background. So don't waste your time. And that's like, I'll be teaching the basics of graphic designing on that course and it'll be just like a one-day thing it's like a cross course type of thing and also like a more advanced where you can like do all this stuff and all that but I'm not gonna like waste too much time on the beginners because I don't want to waste people's time or money you know yeah no you can be a good balance yeah no and you can learn it yourself I so I use Canva I know you use PicMonkey you're definitely way more advanced in it than I am because you took the time to teach yourself um that's something once law school and the bar exam is over uh, on my free time, I do want to get better at it because I do really enjoy it. It's just, it is very time consuming, but I think even that crash course will be so valuable for people. And then oh, yeah. just for, for the little that I use it for, you know, podcast and for my own stories and uh, branding, but then for people who are entrepreneurs or, um, you know, helping other people run their businesses and social media managers and that kind of thing that's then the advanced course that you would offer more skills in. But I think that's super valuable. And I, I see that you use PicMonkey and I'm like, that just seems so much more complicated to me than Canva because I don't know it, but it's good to know that it is easy to manage. I was going to say, I don't know what I was going to try to say there. Navigatable. <laughs> yeah, that. I was like, I don't know if that's a word. Um, similar to you, English is not my first language. So I was like, I don't know if that's a word. But yeah, so so you mentioned you live in Vegas. You studied hospitality. You also work and worked in hospitality with your family's business. So your family owns a bakery, which I'm dying to come (laughs) and check out. It looks so freaking good. Um, Is that what led you to do hospitality? What did you originally think you wanted to do when you went to college? I originally, my whole life, I thought I was going to be a dentist. I went to school, like my first year, I studied biology and quickly found out that I am not smart enough for this. (laughs) So... (laughs) I, um, then I was like, I don't even know what to do with my life. It was one of those moments, you know, in college, I think most people hit that stage. Like, what do I do? So I was like, well, I live in Vegas. I live in like a city of where the strip and I love people. And I don't know. I was like, okay, let me like go into hospitality and work in hotels. And I did. So I worked in hotels. I, that's how I got my summer internship in LA. I did an internship about like food and beverage and uh, that's where I found out I really liked marketing and social media. When I came back from that internship, I got a job at the Cosmopolitan and I was a front desk agent. And then I moved up to like VIP front desk and I hated it. I That's like, to be absolutely honest, that's when I started to really not like people. And I like couldn't stand conversations. And now like even my boyfriend, he's like, you're, I can like tell like you hate small talk. I hate small talk. So that's all I would do. And I'm not good at it. And I, I'm i not good at it because I'll just ask a person questions and I will never know how to end it. And like, then I'll get like anxiety and I'm like, I just can't be, I got to get out of here. So it just was not for me. And while I was working 
as a, like a front desk agent, I would blog. Like I would literally write in my blog and I would get in trouble for it all the time. And you know, that's, I guess when I knew I was like, I need to stop this. So I quit. That's when I think I like really started like taking my blog a lot seriously. And I was just so invested in it. I did, I was unemployed and then I got another internship doing something absolutely awful. It was the worst internship of my life and I dreaded it, but I had to do it for school. Finished that. And then once I finished that, I got another (laughs) internship (laughs) at this place called Beauty Advisor. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm really good at graphic designing. So I started creating really cool stuff for my blog. And that's when people started reaching out to me for my services. Um, And that's how I started like my own little marketing thing because I would do people's social medias. I would do graphic designing newsletters. Um, I would do coaching and I would do content creating, but I would make it a more of like a business content creating, not like influencer where I'd be like, okay, you're on a three month, three month contract and you get X amount of photos a week or month. And if you'd like to renew your contract, like we discussed that in month two, you know, and that was with all of my services. So, but with content with influencer, they're like, okay, we just want 20 images and here's a like a fixed rate, you know? Yeah. So it was more like me managing that. And then I quickly decided I hated doing that. I didn't really enjoy it, but it was good money. (laughs) No, and And it's a valuable experience. It's, and a big theme on this podcast is nonlinear paths. And you wouldn't have figured that out, which led you to where you are now, had you not gone to school for hospitality and worked at that hotel and not like that internship yeah. and the internship that had afterwards and internships whether you love them or hate them they're a necessary evil because they give you oh, yeah. so much valuable life experience and I think so so important that you realize like I didn't like these things about it but there's things that I learned at this whatever each one you learn something for that has helped you now so I for love sure. that and yeah I mean it's different like running doing the graphic design and the marketing for businesses versus for brands as an influencer and creator yourself, but you learned from each one things that you can take to the other. So it really is super valuable. And it's how you were able to provide the courses that you are working on now, weekending in this graphic design course. And just your experience is just, you know, they, they have, everything happens for reason. I'm a firm believer of definitely of that. Um, so yeah, when did working with Unlabeled come about? Unlabeled came when, oh, Anna. So Anna, the founder, she posted on her story and she was like, I have like this new new brand. She didn't say what the name was at the time. And she was like, but I need someone for social media. If you know anyone, put their name down in this box. And, you know, and I put it there. My sisters put it there. And I think that's the only people <laughs> that we knew that put it there. But I guess others did too. And that's how she like ended up following me. and. Um, it was perfect timing because that's when I came out with my uh, lookbook. So I do a lookbook every year uh, for a few se- like few seasons of the year. And so she saw all my creative work and she reached out and was like, Hey, I'd love to like, have an interview with you. And um, I was like, she's like, can you come in at this time? And I was like, Oh, I live in Vegas. So she was actually looking for someone in LA, but we just clicked over our meeting and I got the job that way. And I found out a day after Thanksgiving. So it was a great Thanksgiving. I'm very grateful for that. From then, it's been awesome. Like I do content creating for them. I run the social for them, uh, like customer service on like the social media side of things. So DMs, um, influencer reach, outreach, and like Vegas photo shoots. So sometimes, like one time I went out to LA, two times I went out to LA for a photo shoot. You know, so it's a really incredible and fun job and it also helps that Anna is amazing 
She is literally the best boss ever. She's like my sister slash mom. She really, she's really similar to my mom of how she runs businesses. Like she keeps her employees like family oriented, you know, but also you respect her and you know, all that stuff. So that's how the labels happen. And I definitely don't plan on leaving anytime soon. So no, I love that so much. And another big theme on this podcast, and I'm sure, you know, and similar to what we were talking about, but internships, it's all who you know, and connections and putting yourself out there and, you know, taking meetings, taking calls without expectations, but hoping like, you know, be hopeful and like, just put yourself out there, you know, baby steps and things pay off. And I was talking about this with someone earlier, but she was looking for someone in LA, you were in Vegas, but she had, you had something she wanted and she took a risk on you and it absolutely paid off. And that's so incredible. And, um, I know I love seeing the branding and the photo shoots and how you, you, you influenced me to buy unlabeled actually, but, um, <laughs> but I think you did that for a lot of people, but it's, it's so cool to see that she gives you as much creative control as you, you have. And it's really cool because you are the vision behind it with her guidance and it seems so freaking cool. Just the oh yeah, she gives me yeah, she gives me full creative control. Like she's never been like, don't do you know, don't do this, don't do that. She's she, and if anything, she's it, like encouraged me to do more. And I'm like, okay, cool. So she really like has. I yeah, love that. Awesome. That that's awesome. And it's just like like what you said, like you know, you respect her, but it's a very family oriented, warm, friendly environment. And I think that's how for me at Rella and I, I love that environment as well. It's something that I really appreciate and I thrive in. So that's really cool to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so what are some of your, you know, you are very well known for not just the graphic design and the content creation and just the aesthetic, but also people go to you for fashion and beauty advice. You are very, you know, you, you love what you love and you don't like what you don't like. And you are very outspoken about it. And it's really refreshing going back to what we were talking about earlier. So what are some of your wardrobe and like beauty staples? Okay. Wardrobe. Let me really think about this. Okay. I think everyone needs this in their closet. And I think a lot of people will have the same answer, but I'm not talking like cheaper ones. I'm like good quality of these pieces. You need a good pair of ankle cut denims, dark wash, high-waisted, and not skinny. You need a good leather jacket, not oversized, good fit, like right, like true to your size. You need an amazing bodysuit, I'd say white, and you need, and then, okay, you need good sneakers, white, uh, can be designer, can be just solid white Nike sneakers um, and accessories. I think you need a really good, nice necklace, a gold chain, almost like a Cuban chain, really thin. Those are like basic, but it's like, I think everyone needs that. And uh, I don't think a lot of people have it. And I think, you know, you just kind of have to start there and then you build your wardrobe from there. Because you can, you can work around those outfits. Absolutely. No, I agree. I'm in the process of curating my wardrobe now as I'm moving back home and like spring cleaning and all of that. And I, mm-hmm. what you said, like good quality pieces, like I've gone like investing in every couple years, I'll go even better quality because, you know, on a law school, law school budget and I'm, you know, trying oh, to yeah. get that money, you know, within your price range, but get the best quality within the price range that you can afford. Um, oh yeah go from there and start building your wardrobe every couple of years, replacing and stuff. But 
um, yeah, I've gone curating my wardrobe and I think those are some essentials. What are some brands that you like to shop at for those? Uh, also, also another thing I recently realized that you can also sell your clothes. So I used to like really not focus on that, but my boyfriend is really big on like selling and rebuying. And I think it's genius. Cause it's like, yeah. why would I, you know? So I started selling my clothes and using that money to buy like nicer things. And, um, so that's what, that's how I do it. And okay. So my favorite brands to shop at is, um, I'm not going to give like departments. I'll give like actual brands. I've been really into the brand ASTR lately. It's on Revolve and I think they're Nordstrom. Mango has been another one of my favorites lately. And I really like Unlabeled, honestly, because the tops are like so such good essentials. But Mango, ASTR and Unlabeled. Yeah, I really, so Mango and Zara are like sister companies and I really like Zara, but I want to start getting more into Mango because it's better quality and I think it's a little bit more elevated and yeah, so I'm really into Mango as well. Um, Haven't tried ASTR, um, definitely need to give them a look. Um, And yeah, so so give me a couple of your beauty favorites um, really fast and where you like to shop for beauty and accessories. Cool. Beauty for, I'm going to do like my three favorite makeups is the Kosas eyebrow pencil. You influenced me um, to get it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. The YSL All Hours Concealer. I've been using that for like three years. And for my found, um, and for lips, um, I really like the Bite um, Agave Lip Balm. It's so good. Uh, so I'm like, I love lip balms and that's my number one right now. And all of those are obviously found at Revolve. And then skincare. Skincare, I uh, do you want to do skincare? Yeah, go do skincare. <laughs> okay. Skincare, my favorite right now is the Summer Fridays newest oil. It's like it's so the, good. It's the it's the uh, 12 Heaven or something. The moisturizer from Dose of Colors is my favorite. And then the eye cream from Summer Fridays is my favorite right now, too. Yeah, my entire morning routine is Summer Fridays. I <laughs> love their skincare and their lip balm so is my absolute favorite. Oh yeah, their um, lip balm's so good. So good. So what are ways that you are able to maintain your sanity, honestly, with everything you're doing, but really more so just, you know, you share a lot of your life online, the curated and the not so curated, you share both, but how do you maintain the life that you don't share online? How do you keep them separate? And what do you know what to share and what not to share? And how do you, how do you share your life online and have a life offline? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's a big question that a lot of people are like, I want to be an influencer. I want to share my life, but like, what do I share and how do I right. things? private as well. Right. So this topic is so fresh in my mind because I just had this conversation with Juan about it. We were in um, Phoenix and we were talking about, you know, like influencers going on um, these trips to like Europe. And I'm like, and I told him, I was like, honestly, like, I don't even care about their content because I know it's so fake, not fake, but like, they're not like living in the moment. Like I can guarantee that. And it's so unattractive to me and I'm not saying all of them are like that but I'm saying the ones that I've been seeing lately like I know it's like that because I can just tell by the personality um and I've never even met these girls but I can already tell uh so I really try you can ask any one of my friends like I'm never really on my phone when I'm with them but I'm always posting when I'm with them I just quickly do take it if it's something funny or, you know, interesting. And then I put my phone away. Like I don't really, I'm not really invested in my phone. I really 
am into quality time and I understand that that's so much more valuable than being on my phone all day. A lot of the times I don't really post when I'm with these Kyle or Juan specifically because I don't want to, Juan doesn't really like being on camera. <laughs> so I don't like really, I'm not going to like force him to be on there. Or if, if he is like, it's because, you know, it was just in the moment or something, but for the most part, he doesn't like it. So I don't really put him on there. And same with Ky- like Kyle, I'm not going to, you know, post him all the time because I'm most of the time I'm with Juan. And I'm like, we're having so much fun all the time that I'm not really invested in that. But I think it's just important to have that separation from social media because I think social media is so investable. Um, and you can even as like a creator, you can get so trapped in like that real like that non-reality of things. You know, you make your life seem so amazing on social media, but then in real life, like you have no personal connection with people. And I think it becomes an issue, you know, when you kind of get sad and you get depressed and then it translates on social media. So I like I try really hard and my friends, all of my friends know that I really like behind the scenes type of content. So if I'm like doing something, they'll just like take their phone out and they'll like record. Most of the time that's what I post, like of them recording me doing something or, you know, did that answer your question? Yeah, no, I love (laughs) that. I think it's really important as well. I've been really mindful of that as well. Like I'll take pictures of things that I want to post later, but I'll put the phone away spend the quality time, be invested in whatever that it is that I'm doing and then share when I get home. So I'm uh-huh. able to be in the moment. And I love that you have your friends like taking behind the scenes content because um, I love sharing the behind the scenes too. So when I move home, I'll definitely make sure, well, we'll <laughs> we're all creators ourselves. So like uh-huh. we'll make sure that we're doing that because I think that's such a great way of being able to have content to post and share your life, but you're not living for like the car you're you're actually making the memories not posting exactly exactly Um, but I think uh but I'm like really big on posting in real time so that's what I'm saying like I'll take the video and I'll quickly post it and then I'll put my phone down and half the like Bethany always says it she's like dude how did you just post that she's like it takes me like hours to post one thing and I'm like I don't like I'm like quick with it like I just take it I post it and that's it like you don't have to you know, it takes so much time on it, but yeah. I'm quick yeah, too. Definitely. So for some things I'm like, I'll do it right then and there. And then for others, I'll wait until later on the night. Like I did like last night, we, like, she went to refill our wine glasses. So I was like, perfect. I'll post it right now. But then I posted more when I got home, you know? That kind yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. So thank you so much, Manana, for coming on. This was Aww. so much fun. I really enjoyed this conversation. And for anyone who wants to be in the content creation world or who's looking to level up their their, their creator, their content, um, their business as a creator, what advice do you have for them? I think this advice that a lot of people will give too, but I think it's important to stay in your lane and just don't focus on other people's um, growth and just focus on the content you're, that you're putting out and just figure out what you like to share and share that, but also make it very personal to where you're inviting people into your life. And so they just, they know that there's a person behind the screen and it's just not this like another influencer, you know? Yeah, I agree. Create the content you want to see that feels good to you and your audience will yeah. want to be a part of it. Yeah. Amazing. So where can everyone find you? And yeah, pimp yourself out. Where can everyone find you? <laughs> my ride. Um, you can find me on social media, on Instagram, Manana Marie, or on TikTok. Same thing, Manana Marie. Or my blog. My blog is going to be starting up again, trulymanana.com if you want to get like a feel for like my more so like in-depth thoughts yeah. <laughs> on there. Absolutely. I'll link everything in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.